0: Hi everyone and welcome to episode 106 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren.
1: Hi guys.
0: And we have an amazing show for you today because E3 was pretty much off the chart right? Oh
1: uh, like, it was just insane yeah we, this is definitely the biggest E3 that we've had in a long time.
0: Yeah we we couldn't even fathom what was really going on it was just absolutely crazy and I'm sure for any of you all of you listening you pretty much had the same experience when you were watching the different press conferences just having fangasms and kind of being in yep. disbelief.
1: Yep pretty much.
0: So our first segment is pretty much going to be summarizing all of that as well as kind of letting you know what was going through our minds and how it was probably very different from yours. Mm. Uh, Yeah, so (laughs) that should be an interesting segment. Uh, After that, we're going to talk about a bit of news. So um, we're kind of splitting the stuff about E3 into two sections because we're going to talk about what happened at E3 and then we're going to talk about some of the fallout that happened afterwards, which is slightly different. And then we have some questions the observant among us will notice that there's no quiz this episode. Unfortunately, we couldn't sort that out due to timing restrictions because we would have had to stay up till three o'clock in the morning to record that.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't have been good.
0: That would not have been fun.
1: Yeah, just um, just a sort of a uh, sort of PSA for everyone who wants to be in the quiz. We're in the UK, and unfortunately, when we record, we can't record after like I don't know. Probably Check your like time zones, and if it's PM. if it's if it's past yeah. like
0: ten o'clock at night in our zone then it's probably not gonna happen
1: because not only do you have to be awake but we also have to be awake otherwise we'll do the quiz and then we'll just give you like crazy scores
0: which seems to be happening anyway but yeah yeah but it might be more crazy yeah it might be yes that's a small PSA from Lawrence there yes okay but we're still accepting people so yes we are accepting people and we hope to have more entrants because so far we've only had two this year well, in terms of, we've had lots of entrants, we've only had two sessions. Anyway, for you new folks who are listening and probably wondering what the hell is going on and who's talking, uh, this is Darren Laurent again, and we are part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, which is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday, and our sister show is Kingdom Hearts Union, hosted by Brandon, and we come out on the iTunes store, FinalFancyUnion.com and YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. If you want to support the show, please head over to Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash ffkhunion. If you pledge $1 per show, you get access to an exclusive behind-the-scenes show, which comes out every month, where you'll get a couple of us talking just kind of off the record about things that we're doing in our personal lives. Um you kind of get to hear about, you know, what was happening pre-E3 and and how that was all going to go down, or any other games that we've been playing. It's kind of stuff that we just kind of, you know, we just chill, have a little chat, and pretty informal.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Also be sure to subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps the show to grow and also it means you get updates whenever we post.
1: So yeah, hit that subscribe button.
0: In the way of announcements, we've obviously just published our interviews with Ali Hillis from MCM Expo and our latest Type 0 HD interview with Mike Vaughan, who plays King. And we've got a few more lined up still. So we have interviews scheduled with Robbie Daymond, who plays Karasame. We have an interview with Matt Mercy, who plays Trey, and Orion Carba is coming back for a second interview. He just loves us that much. Anna, can't stay away.
1: Anna, geez. But yeah, no, both um, both the interviews that we've posted up this week, oh, well, yeah, last week, have been uh, really entertaining and really fun to do. I mean, all of our interviews are, but um, definitely give them a, like, check them out, and um, Mike Vaughn is yeah he uh, talks he was a character he was so great
0: i think it was double the length of all our other interviews so yeah be sure to definitely check that out
1: and it's great to actually meet ali hillis in person this time
0: yes because we did actually get to chill out with ali hillis although it was a bit impromptu because the scheduled interview didn't take place and then we had to kind of shoehorn it in somewhere and then we got kicked out of the room and it was fun but it was it was a great experience
1: yeah yeah besides the fact
0: yes we also have before we go into our e3 discussion it's Final Fantasy IX's 15th birthday today.
1: Yay, Final Fantasy IX!
0: Happy birthday to Sorry, <laughs> right, no one else is joining in. Fine.
1: Happy birthday to you.
0: It's it's pretty crazy to think that that came out 15 years ago. And it was, I know. It was a game that was very different from kind of things that had come before, even though it was supposed to be essentially a tribute game, if you mm-hmm. compare it to Seven and Eights very different
1: i just still remember sitting on my one friend um james white i think his name was uh sitting on his bed and watching him um play it after he had just gotten it for his birthday and i was just like oh my god this is so cool but i didn't really understand why zidane had a tale or anything about it so i was just kind of like eh, this is this is a new final fantasy
0: so in honor of final fantasy you- nine's 15th birthday we're going to be posting a few different things on the website mm. um, and we were i guess we were hoping to be able to fit in something on this episode but i think because e3 was so crazy we've had to forego that so we may do a final fantasy 9 special next episode if that's something you really want us to kind of take a look at then be sure to let us know and we'll definitely try to fit that in mm. i mean if if news comes out between this episode and next episode and it's crazy then we may have to reconsider again but yeah, you know, if nothing really comes out then i think we'll 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 definitely consider having a Final Fantasy IX special. Yeah, definitely. So, on to E3 2015. I know that we've already done a kind of a recap episode with the guys at Kingdom Hearts Union, but that was very focused on what actually happened. So now we're going to kind of talk through some of the different things, go through some of the nuances of what this announcement really means, and just kind of discuss some of the different topics around uh, what a Final Fantasy Seven remake actually means. But before we get on to that, we do kind of want to to uh, enlighten some of our listeners about what actually was happening from our perspective during E3, because it was not (laughs) what we were expecting.
1: No, no. Um, Basically, like, we were in the U.S. actually visiting my family um, because, uh, well, um, I'm pregnant now, and um, we couldn't visit in October as we were, like, hoping to, so we just kind of had to jumble everything around and go in June instead. And we only realized afterwards, oh yeah, E3 is going on that week, and um, yeah, because
0: E3 was a week later this uh, year than it would typically be.
1: Yeah, so we were just kind of like, oh well, we'll 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 do our best to um to fit it in while we're in America, and you know, uh, try our best to just. Get stuff out while we could. We weren't expecting much from Square Enix this year because yeah, I mean, Tabata I mean,
0: like gave us great news in and, um, a way that Final Fantasy fifteen wasn't going to be there. Yeah, and that's only the really big and like thing they have on the horizon yeah. for Final Fantasy, apart from maybe Explorers kind of getting a piece of news, but and obviously fourteen Heaven's. Yeah. Award um but we weren't expecting too much so we were kind of yeah like yeah we can just chill out you know we can just yeah. enjoy e3
1: yeah we thought it was going to be like um mostly probably western games and that kind of stuff i mean th- granted with all that in mind it was a very nice surprise that we got all of this um all of this news for final fantasy however um my mac uh the saturday before e3 decided to break I had this video card thing, and um, if you have a 2011 MacBook Pro, you might want to check this out as well. Um, basically there was a recall for all video cards in like your MacBook Pro. So basically if your if you're Logic, I think it's called like a Logic Tech or something, if that craps out, you can take your MacBook Pro if it's a 2011 model and it qualifies take it to an Apple store and um, they will replace it for you. But obviously it has to be broken. You can't just take it yeah, in and be straight. like...
0: Hi, guys. I think my Mac was made in this era. Fix my video card for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't quite work like
1: that. No. Um, so, yeah, so they... um they would fix it for free. The only thing was, was that we were, it was a crazy weekend because um, the Sunday we were going to a baseball game and then the Monday we were um, heading out really early to go to the shore. Which was the
0: day of the sunny press conference. Which was the day
1: of the sunny press conference. I mean, the MacBook was
0: still half working like yeah. we still wanted to use it for a little bit but then basically we we sat down to check out the sony press conference and then it just completely died yeah wouldn't start up at all and we were just like all right well you know we'll, we'll kind of catch up on things tomorrow or the day after yeah uh, when we get a chance when we're back home and then obviously we checked the wi-fi we got the wi-fi working the next morning lauren's just like oh everyone's complaining at us <laughs> what have we done wrong?
1: I know. I was just like, oh my god, what what happened? What happened? And then um then yeah, I saw the news about Final Fantasy Seven and I was just kind of like, oh, really okay, <laughs> then let's get this done. And um we actually we had a spare computer on us at that moment where we could like actually get on. The only thing was was that my computer has um my MacBook has like Photoshop and stuff for like posting up images and all that kind of stuff and so you know our spare computer didn't have that so I was just kind of like oh crap what are you gonna do about an image and um oh it's just it was just absolutely crazy and then thankfully we made it home in time for the square enix press conference so we got to actually watch all of that
0: yeah we nabbed someone else's computer so yeah. we could uh, we could do stuff on that and then after that we had to wait until we were back home in the uk before we could really get back into the swing of things so yeah. it was a very hectic oh, e3 it for us that was crazy just not it didn't go to plan at all no but anyway so yes final fantasy 7 remake was announced it was Absolutely mental. I mean, if you're watching the Sony press conference, the uh, the kind of lay of the land was that Hashimoto came out to do his thing. He was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna get some." uh was he? No, he did the Fairness. He, he did yeah. the Fairness one. Okay, he trolled in that one instead. Okay, but it was Adam Boys, I think. He uh, came out and was like, "Yeah, we're gonna get some new stuff for Final Fantasy," and we saw this new game called World of Final Fantasy, and it was yeah. like, "All right, yeah, it's PS4 exclusive. It's quite cool." And then they played a trailer, and everyone was like, "Okay, well, what's this?" no announcement i mean with hindsight you can very clearly see that the sides of the screen were the live stream yeah kind of gave it away a bit um but as the video went through i mean again with hindsight you can clearly see it's final fantasy 7 but but at the time because it was so visually different it took a little bit of a while for people to twig on and then as soon as they saw cloud and barrett it just exploded
1: yeah
0: everyone absolutely went crazy
1: i think a lot of people initially were thinking not along the lines of like a remake but thinking along the lines of like a new a new movie or a new side game or something so yeah once we saw barrett and cloud in their old gear and then the remake like huge on the screen that's when everybody was just like oh my god what is going down
0: and then that was obviously followed up by the Shenmue 3 announcement, which, again, was crazy. So, I mean, those two <laughs> announcements pretty much just one E3 for Sony anyway. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, instantly from the trailer, we we knew some of the core members who would be working on it. So it was announced that uh, Namura would be directing the game, mm-hmm. Kataze would be stepping into the producer role instead, and Najima would be returning to work on the scenario again. But while I'm happy about those three, um, I guess the key one for me was that there was no mention of an Uematsu I mean, that worries me slightly. Not because I think, like, um, Squirinus' composers they have right now are bad. Like, Ishimoto would probably do a a decent job and um, Mizuto, again, would probably be able to do a decent job. But, like, if you're bringing back the other people who worked on it and had a core role... Why, why no Uematsu? I mean, maybe yeah. they're just holding off on that announcement. Maybe they're working on contractual things because obviously Uematsu doesn't work for Square Enix anymore. Uh, who knows? It, there might be something going on, and, and he may be well involved. But I mean, that was a uh, slightly alarming for me.
1: I mean, granted, in the in the actual trailer, they use music from the original game. So I don't know if maybe it will just be a remastered track, and they just have to, you know, they have the rights to it or whatever, and they'll just sort of update it with orchestra and um updated sound and that type of thing you know sort of like the remaster but but other than that yeah i, I don't i don't really know i mean i would have loved I, I would love to have uematsu sort of overseeing it again and perhaps even some new music i mean i doubt they would do mu- mu- new music but it i guess do, i mean know. it depends
0: if they change scenes around yeah but we'll get on to that in a bit but i mean in terms of the actual team i mean kataze stepping into the producer role it makes sense for me because mm. he hasn't directed a game for a well over a decade and he's yeah. I think you know with the the 13 franchise it kind of wore him out a little bit let's yeah. just say and you know I think maybe this will kind of get reinvigorate him a bit to kind of work with Namura on this but he just wants to kind of sit back and let someone else take the driving seat and, yeah. and it's not like Nomura doesn't have any experience with 7 he was very much a core part of 7 when it happened as well he did the character designing he, he did some work on the scenario writing so he's very much integral to yeah. the project um, and I think with him directing it, um, he's a very driven person. We've seen that with Kingdom Hearts. Like, he has a very clear vision and he does things his way. And um, I think, you know, we'll get onto that a bit later in the news, but, um, you know, I'm I'm quite... I'm quietly pleased that he's doing the directing.
1: Yeah. The only thing I'm a bit I'm a bit sort of concerned about, and we'll get on to this with um handling certain scenes, but one of the things that appeal to me, and I sound like a broken record all the time, but um one of the things that appeals to me about the older games, and I think it's because it's text based, is the sense of humor that is throughout it. And um although like is fan like great with artwork and that type of stuff, I, I just don't find a lot of his games to be very a lot of the games that he's headed on to be very funny and to have a lot of humor, and I, I don't it's like know if cheesy that's, humor. I don't know if that's partially because of the fact that it's not that it's not text anymore. That's um that's voice acting. I I just yeah. I I would really I would really want Final Fantasy Seven to keep the sense of humor that I had in the in the beginning. Obviously, this will be a bit different because I mean, some of the sense of humor came from the fact that these little polygons were just sort of jumping around and going crazy like i mean when um when cloud does his little pirouettes when they're doing um the uh the um oh what's it the play scene in um in the gold saucer do you remember that and he has to do his little pirouettes and like say like i have no clue how they're going to do that scene but it should be interesting i mean
0: yeah i mean it was the same with like the 16-bit ones as well when you had like kefka jumping up and down in fits of rage and you just can't help but laugh because it's just so comical
1: yeah and like the big buggy eyes the big cartoon eyes yeah so i mean being that it's going to be it definitely seems less cartoony it will be. It it's going to be. I mean, sort of there's thing. this whole
0: thing going around that it's going to be a gritty version of the game. which I yeah. kind of denied, but also kind of said, "Yeah, well, we're going to make it a lot more realistic." So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of comes across. But... but
1: granted, though, the game is gritty anyway. I mean, the game has some of the creepiest. I know, but scenes. Uh, graphically, graphically, yeah, maybe.
0: Um, I mean, the other thing is that Najima is coming back to work on the scenario again. I'm. I don't know how I feel about this because. While he did write probably three of the best stories in Final Fantasy history. Mm. And for some reason, it's escaping me whether he worked on six or not. But he did write um, seven, eight and ten, Mm. maybe nine. I'm just having a massive blank brain fart. fart. Either way, (laughs) some people were saying, yes, it's great he's come back um, because he's written these great stories. But then I'm just thinking, yes, but he also was in charge of the Final Fantasy ten extra material that came out with the Itshi remake. And like I mean in Japan that went down really badly.
1: Yeah yeah if you guys don't know what we're talking about, it's the Final Fantasy ten um an the audio
0: novel, and then there's the book
1: and yeah the the book, the novel um which if you haven't like sort of looked at it, I mean we're not gonna get the novel over here. I mean it did so badly in Japan. I'm sure you could probably find translations or something or you can just find an overview on Wikipedia, which yeah this is there's a synopsis
0: yeah. which is just weird it talks about but, like yeah Titus um Getting blown up and it's just like yeah, it's just it, really unnecessary it really, and it, I, I don't know. I'd... It's like
1: a fan. It's like really bad. Like no offense to Najima, but it's just it's like a fan fiction type thing. It doesn't seem like it would ever be official canon sort of piece about Farvezi Ten. I don't know how much of that was just because like Najima was just kind of like ah, well let's stuff around with this. Let's let's you know see where we can go with Final Fantasy Ten's story.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah, I mean. with him being involved i mean i I don't they've basically said that they're going to do some revisions to things depending on how it's going to work out with the new realism structure and obviously Mm. bring it into a modern era um so obviously they're going to need him to rewrite things they're going to have to rewrite much of the dialogue and script because it's now going to be voice acted yeah so they're going to have to make things more expansive so that's obviously going to need more more work done on that and then they're gonna have to figure out how they're gonna do certain scenes. So, I mean, yeah. there's been loads flying around. Um, the honeybee in is obviously one of them, Yeah. because obviously you can peek through the the different keyholes and see what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the cross-dressing part, which happens in the wool market with Don Corneo. You've got Red 13's sailor outfit scene. Yeah. No one's really sure how that's gonna work out. Yeah. It's uh, true. Again, because if you're going for super realism, how do you make that funny?
1: <laughs>
0: I, I I
1: don't know. <laughs> Just it's completely baffling. i mean even
0: seeing barrett in the sailor outfit was quite funny yeah and then Red 13 obviously like just trying to I, it was just rather comical
1: i just feel like it's going to um they're gonna have to really sort of try to not be offensive so that people over here don't necessarily like jump down their throats
0: yeah although no i i don't know if they'll care I mean, Tabata is just kind of like, I think they're taking the approach up now of they're going away from 13 and just Mm. saying, we're going to do the games we want. Yeah. You know, you can complain and we might consider your feedback, but if we feel that there's actually a reason to have it in there, screw it, we'll do it.
1: Yeah, because I mean like um, Tabata's response to the um, Sydney. um, Cindy. Sydney, Cindy, whatever.
0: Well, he basically just said like, yeah well i don't care because we think that she's got value the way she is and that's why she was designed that way so yeah
1: and it works in japan and that's just the way that japan likes their sort of yeah female characters dressed
0: so anyway um i mean for me the scenes i'm most interested to see how they do are the entire gold saucer mm. including all the mini games the mm. racing the dating scenes yeah no idea how that's going to work yeah out. that's just I, I can't even fathom how they're going to do all of that now and then on a comical side, how are they going to work with Barrett swearing? <laughs> are they going to just star it out and have it like audio starred? Like, oh, were they yeah. going to
1: beep? Yeah, just put like a bunch of beeps. That would be pretty silly.
0: Or, I mean, then, then you got Sid swearing. Like, uh, are they going to keep all that in? With, I guess with so. him and Sheera and him just treating her like crap. Yeah, because again, that could come across really dark.
1: I know, because he does. He he really does abuse. Like, and it's quite comical music. because
0: it's pixelated graphics and text-based. Yeah. So when they make it like super realistic with voice acting, that's gonna come across as like the Last of Us kind of yeah. realistic and like wife-beating territory.
1: Yeah. Which you
0: know could have its appeal in a certain way, but I don't know if that's necessarily what they'd be going for.
1: The thing that I'm sort of interested in is, um, Final Fantasy VII is, in my opinion, one of the one of the scariest games of the series. Um, I mean, there's so many scenes that have creeped me the heck out. Well,
0: there's the one where you're going into um the city of the ancients with, through mm. the forest, and then like there's like Sephiroth and Cloud like flying around ghosts there's and stuff. That one, yeah, and then you've got Cloud in the wheelchair, which is just really weird. You
1: have uh, Shinra Tower where Sephiroth. Well. Could be cloud, could be Sephiroth. I don't know. There's conspiracy theories out there. I
0: think it's. I think it's um, a um, a Genova clone.
1: Yeah, but either way, uh, the blood going through the holes and that sort of thing—it just gives off a really creepy vibe. And I mean, originally you're seeing that from overhead, um, but now it it might be that we're seeing it um, either third person or first person, and that would be probably more than likely third. Well, yeah, person. I mean, like even just, but it would seeing, be creepy
0: seeing. Um, president shinra like lying yeah. dead on the desk
1: seeing the snake as well the snake in that the very is beginning
0: something that people are curious as to i'm going to discuss that later though uh, okay but kind of moving on i i, I kind of want to say here and uh, pat myself on the back but um <laughs> you yeah, know going back to february 2009 i did write an article basically saying this would happen mm. i mean it's not that much of a stretch to think it would happen but i i I just basically said, yes, it will happen based on numerous things. One of which was that whenever Square Enix have done a remake of a Final Fantasy game, it's usually going and sell loads of copies. The Final Fantasy three remake sold over 2 million copies. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't even... The Final Fantasy seven remake is going to sell bucket loads. Oh, yeah. The only thing for them was that they needed to make sure that it didn't ruin the legacy of the game. Mm-hmm. Because unlike the uh, kind of compilation... That didn't really tarnish anything because everyone treated them as spinoffs. Final Fantasy VII stayed completely intact. And whether or not Dirge of Cerberus sucks. It's got a decent story, but the gameplay is pretty horrific. It doesn't matter. No. It, I mean, it didn't affect Final Fantasy VII in any way. And Crisis Core kind of leveled it out a bit. People were quite happy about that. Advent Children was great as fan service. But with a remake, they really have to get it on point. Yeah. But one of the when I was looking back at the article, um, one of the interesting things that I saw in there was that one Hajime Tabata, who has now come to quite a lot of fame, but was working on smaller projects back then, said that the only way that they would ever do a Final Fantasy VII remake is when Final Fantasy fi- uh, when they finished working on Final Fantasy XIII, and when they were almost finished working on Final Fantasy Versus XIII,
1: which is now fifteen.
0: And that was six years ago, and it's pretty much happened now. So Final Fantasy XIII compilations wrapped up. Yep. And Final Fantasy Fifteen is say like on Underwear. the way to being complete yeah we're hoping that it will come out before the fun Fantasy seven remake so i mean even back six years ago i mean tabata's predictions pretty much come true
1: yeah yeah i'd say that's pretty much it but i think yeah from that statement it could have been it could have been any time after the um, fall fantasy 13 and fall fantasy versus 13 slash 15 were released but but it's definitely nicer that it's that it's now and not like years later. Well no, he was just saying
0: that once they finish working on those two, they'll start work on it, basically. That's kind of what he was predicting because Mm -hmm. they were like full on with those two games. Yeah. But once that was done, then they would really be able to seriously consider doing it. Yeah. Because they'd have the staff, which is basically what's happened. So yeah, like Lightning Returns, that team became available. Yeah. Um and then versus um thirteen obviously became fifteen and then that's kind of hopefully getting to the closing like the later stages of development now so people can start transitioning over like the people yeah. starting in the concepting and all that stuff can transition over the only thing that I predicted incorrectly was that it would have come out on the PS3
1: <laughs> a bit premature well you know <laughs> but tried. then again we did think that Final Fantasy uh, versus 13 would come on the yeah, PS3 yeah I don't think anyone
0: anticipated back then that we, we still wouldn't have seen versus 13 but we would have seen three 13 games
1: the only thing that's sort of on my mind now is um what does this mean for Final Fantasy 16 then?
0: Um, who knows? I mean.
1: Are, are people it's bit, even interested? It
0: depends what. I guess what goes on. Because if we say that versus. Uh, sorry, I'm saying versus now. Uh, if we say that 15 is going to come up maybe next year. Uh, people are kind of hoping that the remake will come out in 2017 because it'll be the 20th year a- anniversary yeah. and Square Enix did say that they would be treating final fantasy 7 as a 20-year property and then maybe 16 comes out the year after which means we then get back into the cycle of having consistent releases of final fantasy games who knows mm. i mean anything's possible really i mean they know that final fantasy if they do it right still has the ability to sell a considerable amount of copies um and the final fantasy 7 remake will very much do that type zero i mean a solo well over a million copies and that was just a, a you know a re-release on the wrong console generation of a psp game so i think the appetite's still there they just have to really deliver on it um but we're expecting more information in winter 2015 and for those who are slightly confused about when that is it probably means that we're going to hear more next year because i th- Winter officially starts on the 22nd of December. So, I mean, it, there is a chance we might hear something this year, but I think it's, you know, if we do, then, then great. But yeah. if not, it, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it's, it's later rather than sooner on that front. Yeah,
1: I think it's definitely, uh, Uematsu has even said, like, it's in its Uematsu. very... <laughs> Sorry. Ah, I just read Uematsu and I just came to mind. Sorry, Nomura. Nomura, <laughs> no um
0: it's gaming like that Sorry. it's like if i miss something
1: <laughs> no, no 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 uh no more did say that the game is in its very 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 like sort of infant stages at the moment it's not there's not really that much there so if anything i'd rather them not say anything until although they have been working it for concrete. about a year so yeah yeah but but it is it is very much very much new
0: anyway moving on world of final fantasy so, mm. we, we just kind of mentioned that this game was uh, teased before the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Just wanted to talk a bit about that because, uh, like the Final Fantasy VII Remake, it also is also coming exclusively to the PS4. Mm. Well, it's
1: Fira, isn't it, as well? I know, I'm just saying. Oh, okay, sorry. Honestly. <laughs> just.
0: Yeah, so the Final Fantasy Remake is a timed exclusive, but they haven't decided what platforms yet it's, it may also come out on, whereas uh, World of Final Fantasy is coming out exclusively on home consoles as a PS4 exclusive, but will also be cross-saved with the PlayStation Vita. Mm. Um, so it's going to be directed by Hiroki Chiba, who has worked on a numerous games. So he was more of an event planner, a scenario writer, and, and he's worked on games such as Final Fantasy seven, VIII, X, and Type-0. And this is his first directorial role. And uh, just as to Tim in the interviews, he sounds really, really excited about this game.
1: <laughs> it is really cute. I think it's a really, really cute game, and I think it's um, it's a great way for kids to get into the series. To be honest, because like I mean, a lot of the games in Final Fantasy um are quite mature in their sort of nature, and um, it's nice to see that they're coming out with games that are more accessible for kids because i mean especially like thinking from our perspective like um i'm sort of thinking when what game will we introduce our kids to will we throw them right in with final fantasy well we could do final fantasy one i guess because that's pretty pg that's pretty tame (laughs) but um but it's nice to have like a new game that will introduce you to all the characters and be fun yeah
0: i mean it's kind of a similar game to uh theatrism in that sense like it's really toned down it's got a really cute art style yeah and i was really surprised that they've actually decided that this is going to be set in a new universe so mm. there's new characters you can play as but yeah it was surprising to me that it wasn't set in the same universe as dissidia and them because they've kind of got with those they've already got their cross final fantasy games yeah. genre and they've kind of got a small mythology with chaos and cosmos it was a bit confusing as to why they haven't decided to kind of capitalize on that a bit more. But, you know, it, I don't think it really matters that much. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's going to have a unique story. Um, it's going to focus on two two characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't really know too much about them at the moment, but we know the game's going to revolve around capturing monsters, and then you can use those monsters to combine with yourself in battle. It's a bit weird, um, but basically you can either um, stand on a monster's shoulders or you can have the monster stand on your shoulders. And depending on which way around you do it, you'll get different stat boosts, which you can use in battle, which is going to be an ATB style system to try and bring in the traditional fans. Mm. That probably made it sound really boring.
1: <laughs> no, no, it is. It is ridiculously cute. And um, the seeing all the Final Fantasy characters coming back in like a cute little chibi form is like really adorable um they had a uh, cloud and the warrior of light i think featured yeah
0: and they showed some of the traditional enemies like the iron giant and the Beamoth. yeah Um. So, and, and they've said that there's going to be a ton of different monsters because it's basically supposed to be designed as an introduction to final fantasy as lauren said for kids yeah um but they're kind of keeping it atb and trying to make it they're trying to include all these different things so that adults will enjoy it too and maybe want to play it with their kids yeah so, yeah, it's kind of like, I'm I'm thinking in my mind it's like a Nintendo-styled game. Like, it's got that cutesy style, but it's also not going to be just really dumbed down. Mm. It's going to have a decent system, and I think it's going to. there's going to be enough there to warrant checking it out. It's just not going to be a traditional Final Fantasy experience.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I think it's definitely a good direction for them.
0: So, on some news, we're going back to the Final Fantasy 17 game <laughs> now, um, because Namura actually did an interview with Famitsu magazine after E3, and it was translated by the live And he said a few different things about it. It was it was quite an informal interview. I I didn't really know how it worked. Some of the questions were kind of just like joking around and stuff. And it was there were some weird things that came out of it that people have kind of picked up on and got the wrong end of the stick on. So the first was that Nomura didn't know he was directing the game.
1: <laughs> Which must have been so funny. Yeah,
0: I mean, when you say <laughs> Scary, it like that... Funny. When, when you say it like that, it sounds really stupid. Like, how do you not know that you're directing the game? But when you actually listen to the story that, that Nomura tells, it does make a bit more sense. So basically what happened was Kataze and Hashimoto started working on the Final Fantasy VII Remake in secret. They were just trying to see if there was enough will within the company because apparently they tried a couple of times before and it didn't really get off the ground. But this time they were just like, okay... We're going to try again. Hashimoto really got the bit between his teeth and he really wanted to make it work. So what they did was they started asking Nomura questions saying like, oh, well, you know, if we did do a Final Fantasy VII remake, how would you want to like handle this thing? Or how do you how do you envision us dealing with this? And they basically took his answers and then kind of deliberated a bit and thought, actually, yeah, that's sound like a bad idea. Like, that's a." Good, good way of doing it and then they without his knowing made the E3 trailer which I think was quite a while ago now they, mm. they, they pulled that together because uh, Nomura is even saying that since then like the graphics have have been like really ramped up so like what we saw in the trailer was quite quite poor compared to what we actually see in the final product and then when they showed that trailer internally Namura saw Director <laughs> next to his name and he was just like hang on a minute I what? <laughs> And Kitaze, I think he called Kitaze up and was just like, I'm pretty sure I just saw this trailer. Is that an error that I'm directing? He's like, no, no, you've been like kind of directing it without knowing it for a couple of months now, um, <laughs> maybe a bit more. Um, and, you know, I feel the time's right for me to pass to pass this on to you. And uh, it's your project now, so mm. don't screw it up, <laughs> kind of thing. And I think that's a really endearing story. Like Kitaze, obviously, yeah. is, he... Final Fantasy VII is one of the greatest games of all time, and he directed it, and yeah. he's decided that, actually, no, I think Nomura's going to do a better job at me than this, but he wanted to make sure that Nomura, instead of just going up to me initially and saying, yeah. I want you to direct this, he wanted to be sure that Nomura had the right mindset, he had the right passion for the project before yeah. he committed to it.
1: Yeah, and I think it's uh, with Nomura, uh, Final Fantasy VII was originally him and basically Sakaguchi's baby inri- initially. They both, um, I don't know if they necessarily wrote it together. When you're saying Nomura, just... you mean Kitazi, right? No, Nomura. Because, well, uh, Nomura did the original like story. Like he, he he wrote the original. It says it. He wrote the original story.
0: For Final Fantasy VII?
1: For Final Fantasy VII, Not yes. Not no, not Nojima. No, Nojima did the. Nojima wrote, like, everything about it and all that kind of stuff. But it was originally uh, Sakaguchi and Nomura's baby.
0: Are you sure? Okay, well, we'll take your word on this. Oh,
1: look it up. Look it up. I don't want to look it up. Oh, look it up.
0: Everybody Where did you see this. Everybody,
1: look it up on Wikipedia. It says written by Sakaguchi and uh, Nomura. I
0: know that Nomura helped out, but I don't mm. think he really, like, I don't think he came up with it.
1: Well, they came up with the basic, like I'm talking about, the, like the basic, basic story. So, like, what was sort of going on?
0: Um, doesn't say there.
1: Doesn't say on there, but if you go on the Final Fantasy VII page, damn it. So, originally planned for the story, so they were originally writing it. So there you go. Oh, uh,
0: so they did the really, really, really early basic concept. Exactly. Exactly. All right.
1: Yeah. So I'm right.
0: Okay, I wasn't i was yeah. gonna take your word for it but okay. apparently you wanted okay. to prove it and all of them well
1: yeah 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 because you were you were yeah um but yeah so he did he did do like the basic 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 story and obviously he did the character designs as well so it's not like he's like completely foreign he was just like doing the character designs he was actually like a part of the birth. i forgot
0: what point you're even trying to make now initially i don't know okay well we'll Let's move, just move on, on. um <laughs> 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 oh man um so also in the interview Numera said that there's going to be no new characters appearing they're going to keep it as it was um but they're all pretty much being redesigned to make yeah. them more realistic and he was talking about how because some people were asking like why aren't you just using the same designs for advent children and he just said well advent children was 10 year over like 10 years ago yeah. now it's a little bit dated and they want to try and make things a bit better yeah. Um, so he's working on some of the character designs, but they're also working with Roberto Ferrari, who's kind of one of the up and comings in Square Enix. He's an Italian. Um, he's been doing sub character design. He worked. He kind of usually is working with Habita. So he did sub character design on Type Zero, and he also d- is doing sub character design of Final Fantasy Fifteen. I th- believe he was responsible for Cindy.
1: But yeah, no, it should be interesting. I just wonder, um, I do wonder how the faces are going to look because will the faces even um, look that similar to how they look in Advent Children? I'm guessing not.
0: Yeah, I mean, with the soldiers we saw and the the different children playing, like they seemed semi-realistic. It still had that kind of cartoonish. The Shinra soldiers look
1: really interesting because, yeah, they—if anything—that's that's that's the one thing where I I agree that it is looking more grittier, if only because they look like actual soldiers now, whereas in the original they just kind of looked like ninjas with belts. Even Crisis Core as
0: well—they they they didn't really look that.
1: No, they just had like little belts and that was it. But now they like actually look like they. They look like they could be in like Metal Gear Solid for all I can. Yeah.
0: So I mean, the, as we alluded to earlier, Nomura has said that there may be plot changes depending on like how the story needs to develop for the for the more modern approach. But he's basically said that they're going to try and keep it as familiar as possible. So yeah. I mean, some people have already been freaking out about the fact that they might take out the cross-dressing scene, and he said, "No, we're going to keep that in." Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, everyone's thinking, "How are you going to keep that in?" <laughs> Which is going to be an interesting point. Yeah. Um, but Namurat did say in the interview as well that he's he's actually faced quite a lot of opposition. Well, not quite a lot. He he has faced internal opposition about some of the changes he wants to make because there are people internally, and I guess this applies to the fan base as well, who look at Final Fantasy VII and the other Final Fantasy games and say, I really liked that part of the game. Don't you dare change it. And his response was, and I'm paraphrasing here slightly, but the general sentiment was, he said, if you want to work on a Final Fantasy a love for Final Fantasy is not enough. You need to be unsatisfied with what Final Fantasy has achieved so that you always want to surpass what has come before it. If you get trapped by feelings of nostalgia and get stuck thinking Final Fantasy should be like this and not like this, then you should not be making Final Fantasy games.
1: Hmm. I think that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good thing. Because, yeah, you're never going to settle, are you?
0: Exactly. So if you suddenly say, oh, actually, the ATB was perfect. We shouldn't ever work on it anymore. We shouldn't try and develop it. Then, like, well... How are we going to progress? And this franchise is all about progressing. The fact that, okay, it doesn't necessarily apply anymore, but the fact that every story was self-contained. They took what elements they liked from the previous game and expanded upon them. I mean, if you look at 7, 8, 9, and 10, the battle system, they kind of kept the APTB semi-similar, but they changed all the systems around it. So you had mm. the material junctioning, You went 9 went back to kind of learning um, elements, and then with 10, you had the sphere grid, which was completely changed again. You had the switching mechanics, to uh, adapted it further. And funnily enough, I mean, people are kind of freaking out about what the Final Fantasy 7 battle system is going to be like, saying it's not going to be ATB. Final Fantasy XV is actually the first one that hasn't been ATB-based. Mm. Um, Final Fantasy 12 was ATB-based. Final Fantasy 11 and 14 are also ATB-based. They're just kind of slight deviations on that theme. Yeah. I mean, personally, I would still like it if they had an ATB-style theme. Yeah. But um, people are saying that it wouldn't really matter that much if it went to a Final Fantasy 15 style, because most of the time you play as, you're you forced to play as Cloud anyway. Uh, and then you can just pick whoever you want to have on your side.
1: Didn't we see that you're not allowed to actually have Cloud out of the party in Final Fantasy VII? There head?
0: are a few key times when he doesn't feature, but yeah, like if he's with you, he has to be there.
1: Well, yeah, I guess when um when he has his little mental breakdown, poor little Cloud. It look real well, cheer. Bless him. But no, I, I find that to be a really interesting um a really interesting statement.
0: And that's kind of when I was we were talking earlier about why I'm quietly pleased about Nomura directing it. This is kind of this this statement made me happier because it's very much in tune with what i want to see with final fantasy i want to see them take those risks i want to see them expand sometimes they don't always work i mean you look at final fantasy 12 and 13 i'm ignoring this 13 2 in lightning returns (laughs) for this point but for 12 and 13 uh it's people love those games people also don't like those games because there were parts that just didn't really work out and it was something that we weren't really accustomed to because all the games before that and I'm not including 10.2 in this either, um, all the games before that, they just gelled. Pretty much every single part of the game, whether it was the music, the gameplay, the characters, the story, the world, they all just really worked together. There was always a good, strong protagonist, a strong antagonist. Like The, the, the combinations of the characters worked really well. After that point, though, things have started to get a bit muddy, so certain things like the Final Fantasy XIII story isn't the best. But, you know, there were some really strong characters. Some people think the battle system was probably one of the best that there's been so far. Some people think that 12s was the best battle system we've seen so far. But some people also think that the Final Fantasy 12 wasn't that great. It was they, they had a lot more elements in there that were kind of a bit more down to interpretation. There wasn't that kind of universal love for. Mm. But, you know, that's what happens. And sometimes you need those mistakes to kind of think actually hold on a minute this is what we need to really focus on this is what we need to really get the core values for and and hopefully with 15 they'll kind of bring it all back together again but with the mirror saying this it it makes me feel really pleased that he isn't just going to do a kind of essentially an hd upscale of final fantasy 7 yeah they're going to try and make it for a modern audience because and and I guess this is another point, and I'm on a massive rant here, and I apologise for <laughs> anyone who's listening and needs to take a slight break. But Final Fantasy Seven Remake is not going to be targeted at, I'm saying, you. Like, us. Yeah. Say, the older fans who are, like, mid to late 20s, who played the original game. We're probably a smaller part of the market share now. Yeah. It's going to be targeted at the people who are, like, teenagers, early 20s, that so maybe some of them weren't even born when final fantasy 7 came out they're going to be that's going to be who they're going to try and target this game at primarily mm. i would have thought because they're they're the new up and comings they're the people they want to get into the franchise to buy the games that are coming out afterwards we're kind of the remnants uh and you know if they can make the game appeal to us that's a bonus yeah that, that's really great for them and obviously they're going to try and do that they're going to try and keep it as traditional as possible but they've also got to think about this younger generation because, yeah, there's I'd say there's less of us than there are of them yeah. in, in the gaming market.
1: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very fair point, and there's probably yeah even more less than uh, less of us because there's probably some people who have completely dropped the series, who were fans in the past, but like we we our numbers have dwindled just because of time and stuff like that and just getting older.
0: Yeah, I mean the people that paid Final Fantasy 13. The, the I'd say the fan base was a lot younger. Like yeah. it brought in, it brought in a younger audience. There are a lot of people that are in our communities that the first game they played was Final Fantasy XIII, and then they've gone back and checked out the other ones. But it yeah. was very much their starting point.
1: Which is not to say that we are like not we we shouldn't be like counted or whatever. It's just that Square Enix in the the bottom line is a company, and they they have to keep bringing people in otherwise they'll completely fail if they're constantly trying to impress us which i think like a lot of us can be quite critical of, only because we have like certain expectations when it comes to final fantasy like they would just go under they would go bankrupt it just would not that's not a good business plan for them well, they, obviously, they want to try keep us
0: happy. I mean, but they, they want need, to try and keep us happy. They need to make happy. it appeal to a new audience, but they too, need at the same to, time.
1: It'd be like, a, it'd be like a, a car company just being like, oh, no, nah, we, have, we have enough people. We'll just keep them happy. And, you know, you guys can just go screw yourselves, you new people.
0: They just have to be very careful about not going down the Sonic road. Yeah. Because the Sonic with Sonic, they, have, they split their fan base in two. They have the new fans and the old fans. Mm-hmm. And the games just don't work yeah. for the old fans at all, really. I mean, they tried to use Sonic Generations to pretty much cater for both those fan bases but they still kind of messed up the old version of it but
1: for some reason i feel like with the way with the evolution of final fantasy and final fantasy's gameplay, they almost sort of cradled us into that they've been very good about like not taking too much away too soon like even with final fantasy 15 like everybody's saying you know oh my god it's the first one that's not atb but it still feels alright because we've been sort of preparing for it. And it's it. kind of
0: where the genre's going as well Like, yeah. if you're playing a Tales game it's, very, it's kind of a similar style it's not completely open world like that, but mm. you still control the character. You run around. It's a bit more flexible and than obviously than there's, the f- the 13 franchise.
1: There's been a ton of games that have been released that are sort of like the same style as Final Fantasy 15. So we're already used to it anyway because there's games around that are like that. So I don't think it's that bad of a thing.
0: I think the other thing that we need to consider is that um, for the for the younger generation, the people that didn't play Final Fantasy 7, kind of in that era when it was popular is that they're constantly hearing about Final Fantasy VII and it's one of the best games of all yeah. time and it's always cropping up in these lists about fantastical um, experiences. But, I mean, if you, it's like when people watch films, right? Yeah. Uh, some of the, when you're at work, you get to meet younger people from young, different generations and you start talking about films like Terminator, Blade Runner, mm. all these classic sci-fi films and they go back and look at them and they just think they're crap. Yeah. And, they, and they can't get into it because they didn't experience it when they were younger. So to them it's just like, what the hell is this?
1: Yeah, it's like watching um like unless if you were like a massive film buff, it's like watching Citizen Kane and just kind of being like, you know, this is one of the greatest films of all time. Like why the hell is this like so so loved? But the thing is is that at the time it was and if you're yeah you needed
0: if you want you need a dedication to watch that and understand it whereas exactly. at the time it was like completely traditional everyone was watching it and that was the best that they had on offer yeah whereas and i think the same is true for final fantasy 7 like if you're a younger uh, gamer you might not really get it because you're going back it's like these really pixelated graphics and for us like we experienced it when it first came out like we have that me- those memories and we can tolerate it i guess mm. we is the the best way of putting it but i think younger gamers would really they'd need a lot of commitment to yeah. kind of to bash through um and you know there's there's people that will do that but there's equally people that won't um, yeah. and this this final fantasy 7 remake is square the chance to put that amazing story those amazing characters to a new audience in a new way
1: the other thing that um namura said uh, that we don't have the quote of here but um he also said something along the lines of the fact that, like, with this Final Fantasy VII remake, he doesn't want it to be an exact copy because if he makes an exact copy... It might as well just be an HD remake. And I thought that was very, very important because, yeah we always have final fantasy 7 regardless of anything if the remake sucks which i don't think it will but we always have final fantasy 7 to go back to it will always always be there in all its glory
0: and they're releasing the final fantasy 7 port on ps4 for that which very reason to this one yeah, yeah. i mean that, that's basically what they said so they they knew about the remake when they announced the final fantasy 7 ps4 <laughs> port uh, when hashimeta did his big such troll. a troll that I mean, like, obviously, at the time, everyone was really upset about the announcement. I know. But now, in hindsight, it just is the biggest troll <laughs> ever. So,
1: basically, we just can't trust Hashimoto ever. Hashimoto is Square He does Inix's everything troll. for a reason. Remember, I remember that. I know.
0: Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that's basically been pushed back now. It's coming out in the winter. But they basically said exactly what Lauren just said. They didn't want to do an HD remake. If you want to play the original, just go and play the Final Fantasy VII original version. It's available on pretty much every single platform.
1: Which the PC port is great. I Part mean, from Xbox. <laughs> I played it on um I played it on Steam, and it's it's a great version. And I mean, it has everything. So you have like the um Ruby and all that sort of stuff. Um, weapons to to fight, and yeah, it's the, it's in its most complete form. So that should be um really good to have when we actually get it. But um, at the moment, uh, there was a uh, re- a story going around basically saying that it was coming out in October. Apparently, that's not the case. Square Enix has released a statement saying that um, it probably will come out more likely in winter 2015, which means... Which is when means... we're supposed
0: to get more news about the yeah. remake.
1: So, which Daryl said earlier, it's probably like late December time. Yeah. Yeah, towards the so. end of the year, already next year, but it's still exciting anyway. And if you do want to play it like beforehand, it's always on Steam as long as you have a PC. Yes. which really sucks. They really need to port those to Mac. I mean, uh, it's just really frustrating it's going okay, on Lauren. Steam. And it's okay. I know.
0: Right now, we need to move on to some questions. Okay. So, do you want to take Outside it away? I'll
1: take the first one. So, this one's from Tebow's Ghost or uh, underscore Dead Orbit on Twitter, who asks. Uh, which Final Fantasy game have you put the most hours into and how many hours was it?
0: Well, I'm going to be slightly uh, a deviant on this one because Are I'm you? sure you were when you asked the question, you were thinking about mainline games. And I'm actually going to say Final Fantasy XI is the one that I've put the most ah. time into. Slight cheat, I know. Um, <laughs> but technically, I put in one about 1,800 hours into that.
1: That is so much.
0: It was about 76 days. Um, so yeah, that was my longest one. Aside from that... The one I spent the most time on was actually Final Fantasy eight. Really? Yes. I got the red timer, which means you've gone over hundred hours. I think I ended up spending um about hundred and thirty.
1: Wait, does that mean that you have to beat you have to beat the game soon? No. Or what is that what does the red timer mean? No, it just
0: means you've ex- that you've gone over the like the one hundred hour marks. Oh. So they changed the timer to uh, to make you appreciate what you've done.
1: Ah. Yeah, so that
0: <laughs> that's actually i don't typically go through and do everything in games yeah. um trophies have changed that for some reason i don't know yeah. why um but yeah with the old games i just i guess i just did what i wanted to do um so i mean with seven i didn't ever beat emerald unless i used the game shark um with uh with nine i didn't really do that much i didn't beat osmo nine uh ten i what do you mean could you do in ten I can't even remember. Um,
1: ten, well, you had the oh, Aeons. The, yeah, the Dark all, Aeons. You had all the,
0: the Dark Aeons and all the um, Ultimate Weapons. I think I got yeah. some of them. I just couldn't be bothered to get most of them. Yeah. But with eight, eight, I was just like, this is my jam. Aw. So I just ble- beat everything. I completely knew everything about the game. I beat Omega Weapon. I beat. I got the poo-poo. Aw, yeah. the poo-poo. Did all that. Did Which all the- you don't
1: actually use ever
0: no but it was it was all about so it's all about experiencing that um because um, that was all the chocobo stuff on the last disc and it was really annoying because you mm. had to do certain things to get in certain places because it was all locked down mm. um yeah so it's fate final fantasy 8 was the one where i did it i got everyone up to level 100 um so that once i'd beat an omega i could go into ultimus here and just be like boom you yeah. are going down
1: yeah was it was it Ultima or Mega Weapon that's in Ult, um, Ultima C.S. Castle? Omega Ultima Omega.
0: is in the uh, secret research laboratory.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Mega Weapon was was horrible. That was so mean. You had to like, you had to really, really like use your characters I, wisely.
0: I got to the point where because um, I my favorite preference was to use Zell and Squall. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people like to use Irvine because of his um, fast ammo. I
1: just can't do the button combos. Yeah, so with can. Zell,
0: um, I basically memorized all of his combos so that I could do about five moves in a game second. That is And if dedication. you timed it right, you could get a 14-second um, limit break. And I used to calculate how much damage I could pr- approximately do <laughs> based on the amount of time I had. Um, I think, at the top of my head, maybe it was about, I don't know, half a million damage per, comp- per limit break with him. Obviously, Squall, I kind of messed up because I didn't restart. Mm. So I didn't have it, so I could always get uh, Lion Lionheart. But, yeah. I mean, he was still decent, but yeah. Zell was basically my, my guy.
1: Yeah, I had, um, I think, Renoa, Renoa, Squall, and um, Irvine in my last playthrough. Renoa was but, there to
0: bring people back to life. That was yeah. her sole role.
1: But I just, um, I was sort of like you. Like, I didn't really do a lot of side quests just because I didn't know they were there. Like, I, um, it was sort of like pre- internet yeah. because it was it was just difficult um i didn't realize that there were any gu- any guides around and i think the guides that you could get were very limited because they didn't really sell them anymore at like gamestop or anything so yeah so i was going through these games pretty much blind i remember walking around final fantasy 8 and just being like um I, I think i found oh what was the one um i think it was when it, it was one of the one of the guardian forces that you can find I think it might have been. Um, it, was, it was the one. Um, it was the one where you go up that tower or whatever. Is it you, the like, top of the tower? Out. Yeah, I think you can get King Tomberry there, can't you?
0: No, it's not Eden, is it? Is Eden the one? I, I'm. I don't completely remember. I now. can't
1: remember at the moment. It's so funny because I played it like a year ago and I can't remember. Um, but whatever the case, um, I, w- I remember going there and then somebody started speaking to me and I was just like, "What the hell is?" going on and i saw a timer go on and i was just like get me out of here because i had no clue i had no clue what was going on i was just being stupid and running I know around that you, uh, like and the, i ran out
0: uh, king Sabatender is just like you can just randomly fight him walking mm-hmm. around and he just completely wipes you out yeah. if you're not prepared
1: but yeah no i just i just ran i ran as far as i could from that location and then i think i just sort of finished the game um but I didn't, no, I didn't, do, I didn't do anything, so I didn't do Omega, I didn't do Ultima. So what's
0: the game you spent the most time on?
1: <laughs> Actually, funnily enough, it's not one of the main games. It's, uh, well, technically a spinoff, but uh, Final Fantasy X 2. How many um, hours? I can't think of how many hours, but I did so many new game pluses of that game. I think I did about five new game pluses because I really wanted to get the 100%. Which I know you can probably do in less. You can do it I one playthrough. Up. I just kept screwing up. I was so dumb.
0: I just, I tried to get the 100%. I was like, yep, I'm going to do it. And then I had to get to the bit where you have to talk to Machin. I was just like, I can't be bothered with this.
1: <laughs> I just, I would just switch, Um, I would switch the TV over to, because um, this was like back in the ye olden But I wanted days. to know what
0: he was saying, but it just okay. goes on for so care. long.
1: I know. I think I listened to him once all the way through and he was just talking about like the history of everything whatever bless him yeah no he's so cute although i would have thought i mean spoiler alert although it's been out forever so guys play it yeah it's like Um, 12 years now like i i would have thought that Matron would have died i thought he was because I thought he would have been gone, because he, like, I thought he
0: was, uh, I thought he, he was He is an dead. unsent. Yeah.
1: He, like, he is an unsent, but I would have thought that he would have been gone by now because of Yuna's big sending that she does at the end of Final Fantasy X. I th- thought that would have, like, wiped everybody out. But I guess there's, like, a vicinity <laughs> of people who get sent. <laughs> like, anybody within the five-mile radius will get sent yeah. by her. Um. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um... So, uh, yeah, that game, that game, I definitely, I think I definitely spent the most hours playing. But if, if we're talking about main games, probably 10, to be honest, because that was the only, that was the first one where I actually did everything
0: yeah and you combine it with the hd version as well yeah it's a lot of hours
1: yeah that was, that was the first one where i got the i got the weapons and um but we didn't have the dark aeons unfortunately i remember reading about that on like game faqs or something and i was just like i can't find the dark aeons where are they and um i only like found out like a, a i don't know maybe like six or seven years ago that oh they weren't actually in our game <laughs> great
0: i are smart
1: <laughs> I are smart. I, I can make things go. So, uh, um, but yeah.
0: The next question we have is from Joseph Hare, who wants to know which Final Fantasy character would you want to hug the most, and which would you want to punch the most?
1: Um, hug the most, hug the most, hug the most. uh I think.
0: If you're going to say a character from Final Fantasy Nine, we may want to say <laughs> one
1: um uh, well vivi vivi yeah is so that's who i was
0: cute. gonna go for as well he just needs it
1: he is so adorable but if we're going outside of that um i don't know really because they're not really they're, they're well I'm, I'm trying to think of like other really really cute sweet I characters selfie
0: would give a good hug
1: selfie would give a good hug. irvine would give a good hug oh, but i'm talking yeah. about irvine in a different way
0: that's the wrong kind of hug
1: yep um i can't think of anybody from final fantasy 10 who would want to give a hug i guess if i was into boobs i would probably say lulu because those would be comfy um <laughs> where is this going <laughs> i don't know I... I don't know um vanille as well i think she needs a hug she's just she's so cute
0: she does seem like she's a huggable person and she does seem like a so punch person. who do you want to punch uh
1: punch iko final fantasy 9 see again
0: with them, uh, see i i was also gonna go somewhere nine but i was gonna say steiner
1: <laughs> see i love steiner i, I think he's I, hilarious. I still remember,
0: like he's the only i guess i guess hope, want to punch hope as well Oh yeah, um but
1: but i can't punch kids although Iko is a kid as well she yeah, doesn't Iko's count. like six <laughs> she doesn't count she's so annoying um and and Yuffie, but before she comes into your party yeah so
0: steiner i always remember playing that and he was so mean to sedan
1: yeah and i was just like what is your problem <laughs> but he was such an idiot which is why i just kind of know like, that's why i just want to up. punch
0: him i'm just like just go away all right <laughs> you're just being a massive pain in the ass <sighs> um yeah so that's why i wanted to punch him i can't leave anybody just in hope needs a yeah big... so... no, actually no i want to pu- i want to punch hope i want to slap him <laughs> just slap him and tell him to get his stuff together <laughs> and not have such a weird character change yeah Um, but I guess it worked out because in 13.2 he's really great I also do
1: want to punch I I would want to punch Waka when he's being all racist and stuff I definitely want to give him a a big hard punch on the nose yeah
0: but he learns
1: he does learn but I would like to give him a punch alright so this next one is from Paul Westerman who asks what do you think might be added or excluded from the Final Fantasy 7 remake
0: well that's a long question that is Um, bad in terms of added I I'm deliberating whether or not. I mean, he just said there's no new characters, but is he talking about new characters in the yeah, compilation? Yeah, I know
1: that's what I was thinking as well. Because Genesis,
0: yeah, because Genesis could technically be added because he was there during Final Fantasy VII. But wasn't Story. he like
1: sleepy eyes?
0: No, so he was he in the reactor.
1: Oh yeah, he was, wasn't he?
0: That whole scene with Tifa and Cloud and Sephiroth that we see in the original game, he was there too,
1: mm. doing his own
0: thing, because he was the one instigated instigate it all. Mm. Um, so they could put that in. I'm guessing that might be confusing if they did, but...
1: I don't know. But don't the know. lore.
0: They may choose to expand more on Zack's backstory, because obviously since Final Fantasy VII came out, Zack has become a real fan favourite. Probably yeah. one of the most popular Final Fantasy VII characters and his role in the original game is very small. Yeah. They may want to expand upon that slightly. Um,
1: Although they can't give away too much, because that's the thing. Like, you don't figure out that Cloud is Zach until very... Well, that Zach and Cloud are, like, whatever. Yeah, it's like, that whole thing.
0: It's not right, right at the end. It's like disc two.
1: Well, yeah, but... And
0: you would learn things when you go to Gongaga. Yeah. So they, they might... Because Gongaga was, like, a kind of hidden thing, because you didn't need to go there. Yeah. You could go straight from Costa del Sol to uh, wherever it was. Yeah. Uh, gold sorcerer i think or Nibelheim, um no cosmo canyon um but you could go to gongaga and you'd learn more because that's where zach's from you could, yeah. I think he could talk to his parents yeah he did and eris has some like oh right mm. yeah um, and uh, obviously the turks are there too they might want to expand more on vincent's backstory as a turk obviously that was touched upon it is touched upon in the game with the Acretsia. Uh, But again, that's really hidden. You have to do all that stuff, get the submarine, go up the waterfall, go in the cave, do all that stuff. They may expand upon that because obviously we know more about that now because of Dirge Cerberus. There's a lot they could add.
1: I wonder what's going to happen with the uh, Materia system, Um, whether that's going to be expanded upon or gotten rid of they, i think
0: they they would have to keep that's like the one of the most important things well they, obviously they can't
1: get rid of it because they can't get rid of it completely because it's a plot point i mean it's what sephiroth steals magic from cloud but uh that's how they use magic yeah that's uh, how they use yuffie magic steals and everything as well and if he steals that's them. a
0: point actually we don't know whether they're going to make it so that vincent and yuffie are you have to get them
1: somebody made a very good point in that um they will more than likely be involved in the cutscenes, so chances are they might make them, like, canon characters. I don't know,
0: because I'm I'm pretty sure they could just do two versions of the cutscenes.
1: They could do, it just might be a bit harder... Because
0: they're not in that many.
1: But then it's also like you think about all of I the... I guess it depends what
0: they do because they could do it like Metal Gear Solid style where they pre-render the cutscenes. Sorry, they, they use the, the engine to do the cutscenes mm. and then they could easily take people in and out. But if they choose to do it all um, FMV style like they have in the past, it depends if they want to just keep the FMVs like they did with the original Final Fantasy VII because obviously they're not in any of those and they worked that perfectly fine.
1: That's the other thing as well. I wonder if they will keep it... Um if they'll be if you'll be able to bring characters in and out or if the characters will be in and out depending on the story sort of like uh Final fantasy 13 like you only followed certain characters at certain times
0: i'm, I'm sure they'll do the same kind of thing that they they they'll, did have before. To ch-
1: they'll have to adjust the cutscenes for that as well
0: yeah um you mentioned a point earlier about the midgoth solemn snake Mm. That is something that people are speculating might be in because it would be really cool to figure out how Sephiroth killed that thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be sick. That
0: would be awesome.
1: Although that also means that crossing that lake is going to be a freaking brat in half because you could at least see the shadow, so I don't know if maybe it's going to be a bit different this time.
0: Yeah, because that would probably be a different perspective, won't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's going to be really creepy. Um, The only other thing that I'm sort of wondering... Exclusions. um, Exclusions uh v- 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 oh one thing i was thinking might be changed a bit is the arena the arena and the gold saucer
0: why would that be changed
1: it might be changed a bit well it won't be turn-based anymore so that might be a different type of sort of arena uh, they setup. might make it
0: more kind of yeah i guess
1: like that would be that would probably have to be adjusted a bit depending on the different gameplay um Although it might just be, like, Type 0, like, just running around and just attacking certain things. How they can they
0: do the train?
1: Mm, that's true, too.
0: I Yeah, so many questions. I know. We will find out more in the winter, but, yeah, yeah. it's just...
1: But this is very interesting. Yeah. Um. So this next one is from Graham Polly, who asks, what do you think about a possible localization of Dragon Quest 7 and 8?
0: Well, this is a Final Fantasy podcast, but we will answer this question. <laughs> um, actually, I'm really excited about it because I believe Final Fantasy... Uh, sorry. Final Fantasy. Yeah. I believe Dragon Quest Seven has never been released in the West before, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we'll get a chance to check that out. And Final... Fa- what is wrong <laughs> with me? <laughs> Dragon Quest Eight. I originally played that in Japanese, um, so it'd be nice to not play that in Japanese.
1: <laughs> yeah, to actually know what they're saying.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I'm really excited about it. I think. Uh, mm. I think it's pretty. The guy kind of said it by accident, right? So um, I think it's pretty likely that we're going to see those, and I think they're going to come out on the 3DS. Hmm. So yeah, it'd be really cool to check those out. And obviously, if you if Dragon Quest is, it's kind of similar to Final Fantasy, but it's not. It's it's one of those. It's like the antithesis of Final Fantasy in a way, because while Final Fantasy looks to expand all the time, Dragon Quest is very much about tradition. Hmm. And when they try and change things up, everyone freaks out, <laughs> uh, which is what happened with Dragon Quest nine i believe because they were working on it and then they showed it off and then the japanese public were just like
1: what the hell is this
0: <laughs> so they basically just started the entire game again
1: oh bless them
0: and then it was the best-selling one so clearly a good decision um yeah so i'm i'm really excited about that and hopefully we get the chance to actually check them out if it is true
1: mm, yeah no i'd definitely like to start on the dragon quest series
0: Yes, so this ended up being a lot longer of an episode than we intended to do. We had yeah, lots to talk about, yeah. apparently. Um, but in honour of Final Fantasy Nine, we are, have picked a Final Fantasy Nine arrangement for our music segment at the end of the show. So the original song is You Are Not Alone, and it's a piano cover by a pianist called Megan Fear. Fair. Mm. It's about F-E-I-R. So if you want to check her out on YouTube, it's M-E-G-H-A-N-F-E-I-R. Uh, she's got a little channel, and she's done lots of different arrangements on the piano for different things. Um, yeah be sure to check her out
1: yeah it's very good it's very nice Uh,
0: the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 4th of August be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes if you just type in Final Fantasy we are number one or check out final fantasy union on youtube at forward slash ff union vids i believe you type in final fantasy podcast with the top for that one as well so yeah
1: boom check
0: check us out subscribe um i think we're planning to start once we move into our house which should be in a couple of weekends time we're starting to we're going to start thinking about how we can start doing more video Mm. uh, content for you guys so um be sure to subscribe to our channel on there and uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks or next month we'll um, actually start to be able to pump out some more content for you guys to enjoy
1: hmm Definitely.
0: So be sure to check out Final for all those news and opinion pieces. And remember to support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. with that, this Final Fantasy 7 heavy episode mm-hmm. is coming to an end.
1: Bye, guys.
0: And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a Final Fantasy Union.com production.